Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 238. We'll go to Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 9. Let's read our passage. Now Paul was still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. He went to the high priest and requested letters from him to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any men or women who belonged to the way, he might bring them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he traveled and was nearing Damascus, a light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul said. I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting, he replied. But get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the sound, but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they took him by the hand and led him into Damascus. He was unable to see for three days and did not eat or drink. We were introduced to Saul back at the murder of Stephen. As Stephen was being killed by the mob, Saul stood there approving and watching everybody's coats. Then we saw him with the people fleeing Jerusalem after the murder of Stephen. And we saw in uh, back in chapter 8, verse 3, Saul, however, was ravaging the church. He would enter house after house, drag off men and women, and put them in prison. Saul was a Pharisee. Saul was a, Saul was a, a scholar. Saul was uh, very learned in the scriptures. And Saul was very zealous for the Lord. And he, unlike his teacher Gamaliel, thought this new group needed to be exterminated. And they were a danger. Where Gamaliel had said, well, if it's not of God, it's going to die out on its own. Saul felt differently. No, this thing needs to be eradicated. So then we saw the accounts of Philip going into Samaria. John and Paul also going into Samaria, the Ethiopian eunuch. Now we return to Saul, verse 1 of chapter 9. Now Saul was still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. So that goes along with his dragging people from houses and putting them in prison. But he was very zealous for that. Toward the end of the the book of Acts, when Saul's giving his testimony in Acts chapter 26, verse 10, he says, I actually did this in Jerusalem. I locked up many of the saints in prison since I had received authority for that from the chief priests. When they were put to death, I was in agreement against them. Then in verse 11, he says, In all the synagogues, I often punished them and tried to make them blaspheme. Since I was terribly enraged at them, I pursued them even to foreign cities. So that's what he's talking about here. Going to Damascus to chase down these people who fled Jerusalem, but they're still a danger to the faith, and he wants to exterminate them. So he went to the high priest and requested letters from him to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any men or women who belonged to the way, he might bring them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Now, Damascus is six days' journey from Jerusalem. It's a long ways off. And the question about extradition and such, well, he's, he's going to synagogues, and he's going with letters from the, the chief priests, the, the people at the temple back in Jerusalem. And so that would carry weight. It'd be letters of introduction, pretty much. And there's question as to how much authority a local synagogue really had, particularly far away from 
Jerusalem to, to do things, but apparently they did have a lot of authority and in some places a lot of zeal. Um, Paul talks in his letter to uh, the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24, he says, five times I received the 40 lashes minus one from the Jews. Well, that would have been in the local synagogues as he was traveling around far away from Jerusalem and encountered the, the Jews in the local synagogues who were mad at him for preaching the gospel. So five times he was flogged by the Jews in the synagogue. So they apparently had a lot of authority. And so he's got these letters of introduction to take to these synagogues to request that they would assist him in rounding up Christians and carting them back to Jerusalem to, to go to prison. Now, specifically says who belonged to the way. We see this term, the way, six times in the book of Acts. And it's, uh, we, we know what it's referring to. It's referring to Christianity. Now, it's probably a play on the, uh, the Greek word odos, which means way or road. In Matthew chapter 7, as Jesus is talking about wide is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow the road that leads to salvation. The word translated as road there could also be translated as way. Wide is the way. And talking about following the narrow way. And also the, Jesus, when in, in John 14, verse 6, when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So Jesus is the way. Narrow is the way. So this is probably where it comes from, this, this um, description of Christianity, of following Jesus, faith in Christ as the way. So verse 3, as he traveled and was nearing Damascus, a light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Then verse 5, Who are you, Lord? Paul said. I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting, he replied. So this blinding light suddenly occurs. He falls to the ground because of this light, and he hears a voice speaking to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he responds, Who are you, Lord? Now, Lord has a, a range of meaning, the way we normally use it for Lord, but it also just means sir. Now, how is he using it here? Is he using it as sir, uh, just as uh, he recognizes some kind of authority here, even spiritual authority? Or is you? how is he really mean? We, we don't really know exactly, but he does use the, the word Lord. And specifically, the Lord asks him, why are you persecuting me? Now, who has he been persecuting? He's persecuting the church. But Jesus says, essentially, hey, you persecute the church, you persecute me. Who are you, Lord? Saul says. I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting, he replied. But get up and go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. All right, he's not given a lot of instructions here. Now, verse 7, the men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the sound, but seeing no one. So here it says they heard a sound where Saul heard a voice. So it seems like they didn't hear the voice itself. They just heard a sound. But it does specifically say they didn't see anybody. Now in Acts 22, verse 9, Paul's given his testimony, and he says that they saw a light, 
but didn't hear a voice. Now, are these contradictory? Well, no. And what did Paul see? Right here, it just says there was this light. But a little bit later in verse 17, Ananias says, Jesus appeared to you. Then down in verse 27, Barnabas said, he saw the Lord. And there's uh, in 1 Corinthians 9, 1, 15, 8, and then Galatians 1, 16, Paul says, I saw the Lord. So put all these things together. It wasn't just a light. Paul actually saw the Lord. Well, he's still called Saul at this point, but he actually beheld the Lord. And this is part of his uh, qualifications to be an apostle. He saw the risen Lord. And those that were with him, they, they here they heard a sound, but later were told they didn't hear a voice. Here they saw no one, but later were told they saw a light. So there is a light, there is a sound, there is a voice, there is the appearance of Jesus. The uh, people accompanying Paul, they hear a sound and see a light. Paul hears the voice and sees the Lord. Verse 8, Saul got up from the ground and Though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they took him by the hand and led him to Damascus. He was able to see for three days and did not eat or drink. There was no indication there's any spiritual background to this not eating or drinking for three days. He's probably in a state of shock. Yeah, this, is a, this is a big deal. The, the, the Lord appeared to him. And it's not just his imagination or trying to figure out what it was. The, the voice said to him, I am Jesus. Jesus struck him blind, knocked him to the ground, and spoke to him. And he beheld the risen Jesus. Jesus who he thought they all killed way back when in Jerusalem. Jesus whose followers he's been persecuting, even hoping to get executed this Jesus appeared to him. He is messed up, is the medical term. And uh, I think he's probably in a state of shock. And that's why he does not eat or drink for three days. So interesting things here. that We put all these things together. There was a sound, but there was also a voice. Paul heard the voice. They heard the sound. There was a light, and they all saw the light. But Paul actually saw the Lord. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working the Book of Acts.